We here at Ladies Night In are proud to be sponsored by Robert Renteria Realty Group at Keller Williams Boise. Whether you're searching for your dream home in and around Boise or planning your next adventure outside of our beautiful state, he's the man for the job. Robert has 21 years of experience in this industry and is passionate about sharing his knowledge through coaching and consulting with realty and investment groups around the country. So when the time is right, contact Robert at www.rentariarealtygroup.com backslash ladies night in. That's Renteria, R-E-N-T-E-R-I-A. You'll be glad that you reached out. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ladies Night In. This is Shannon. I'm flying solo today. Uh, one of our cast members is ill today, so best wishes to Elise. And Ash has got football games with her boys. So in the studio, I have Mason with me again today, one of our former guests. And we are coming back for a reboot, kind of seeing what's been going on in his life and hear what's happening in the community and just... Yeah, let's just let's just talk about it. Welcome, gotcha. Mason. Thank you. Thank so good you. Good to see you. Nice seeing you too. Yeah, again. <laughs> again. I, I saw you recently. I know. Yeah. We just got to catch up recently. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's nice to share it with you guys what we've been chatting about though, because there's been a lot of developments, exciting things. Yeah, it's so, like yeah. I was here earlier. Like, when the heck this were year, you? Right? Here? Yeah, like it literally feels like. No wait, was I here last year? Like around we started October? in February. Okay, so, so I was here at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah so. so it must have been in the spring, but that's not mm-hmm. that long ago. <laughs> it's not that long ago, but at the same time, I had a lot of things kind of oh my goodness. develop and change for me personally. And yeah. so, you know, it's been exciting the, la- you know, the last couple months yes. kind of developing into that. There's been some good and some bad. So I'm yeah. trying to think of where we want to start with. What, um, as far as your most recent like changes was it the bad that happened first or the good that happened first so it's interesting because last we talked I think we were talking about my relationship and how I've been single for a long time and I've been waiting for the right person to come in my life and I just don't want to give you know anybody energy that I don't think is going to be right for a long term and I'm not joking Shannon (laughs) as soon as we finished that podcast I ended up meeting somebody who... So it was that quick. It was really that quick. I don't know what it was. And I met them surprisingly on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be honest. I love that. I was a little late to the TikTok game. Mm -hmm. um, But I was like, you know what? Like, it's the one thing I haven't really explored yet. Let me just go ahead and post some things on there. And then... I just love the transparency of it, though. Yeah. Because we talked about that during the podcast. Like, you're like, well, I don't want to, like, throw it out there. Like, mm-hmm. this is blah, blah, blah. We don't need to talk about this. But tell us what you posted. Because <laughs> I loved it because then it brings the right person for you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So tell us about your post. So obviously I would post mostly about my transition. And right away I did get a lot of responses. Um, nothing from, like, people like, oh, I want to date you type of situations. Sure. But just, like, like a lot of attention, positive attention. Right. And it made me feel really comfortable, you know, within myself to see those different and other people like see that trans people could look in all different types of ways, sure. you know, and Absolutely. everyone's transition is different. Yes. And I was later to transition in my life too. 
And one of the videos I posted was reasons to date a trans man. <laughs> and um, sure enough, there goes, here comes um, Ashley, who's my now girlfriend. And um, she, I mean, it was obviously transparent. She knew I was trans. Yes. The video she really commented on was reasons to date a trans man. What were your reasons, by the way? What did you, <laughs> did you throw out there? Well, this was like a while ago. I, I don't know. I, I. I, I want to say that just, you know, that sensitive and understanding, mm -hmm. um, know how to please a woman, obviously, sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Of> course. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a few more on there that I, yeah. there's a couple more. I just honestly can't I get recall you the type of, of a thing. thing. Like, yeah. Right, like. Yeah. I think coming from an understanding of women, you know, mm -hmm. especially as I lived as a woman for 28 years you know, and being able to experience relationships as a female and negative attention from cis men, mm -hmm. you know, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I understood what women really, really want. And yeah. so what was nice was that Ashley was very insistent and consistent with me. Mm -hmm. And it was, to me, what I always manifested into the universe was I want somebody that is going to fight not just for me but for my community and want to naturally be involved not because i'm trans or i'm queer or all these things right i wanted them to be able to naturally be that person and then i always i never said this out loud but i always just said like my energy would always just say it send out into the universe yeah. like if they make the first move it's the most attractive thing okay. and it offers me security and comfort and safety knowing that they are coming to me knowing all these things that I do have and my past yeah. contains, you know, different scenarios and experiences than other people. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice to be able to have her be so clear in what she wanted. Right. And on, honestly, at first, I didn't tell you this, but at first I didn't really pay attention. Like, I mean, I was messaging her, um, but I wasn't so like right away because sure. I, I tend to get sometimes like fetishy type of things, you know, thrown oh, my way. Oh, I see. And so, you know, I sometimes get nervous about opening those types of messages because I'm like, oh, what is it going to be? What do I have to deal with? <laughs> and so I didn't open her message right away. Um, but when I did, it was just, I don't know, it was like a a conversation that wasn't trying to impress me or anything. Um, and it was very basic. Um, and she was like, I think the comment that she left on my page, I responded with, you know, uh, girlfriend applications in my dm and so she went to my dm oh, shit. <laughs> and she was like so where's that application and so um after just kind of talking to with her and laughing yeah. with her i kind of actually went through her profile because i didn't sure. do that or anything because i was like who am i talking to right. yeah no doubt <laughs> and then um she's obviously beautiful mother of three mm -hmm. and all these things that i would want in a partner unconditionally right she, i scrolled back through her videos and she has you know videos or pictures with her kids that are celebrating diversity and um being visible for the community even though she is not trans herself sure um you know she does identify with the lgbt community but you know i guess for our listeners today she's straight yeah yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and has previously dated cisgender men in the past right obviously right. and um and so she just says that i basically get her you know right. and she's literally everything that i could ever dream 
of or think about. So, so I, awesome. yes, it's, so awesome. and I'm the type of person that I go off of feelings. Um, I'm not the type of person to rush and do anything, but this all went out the window with Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> it was kismet. Was that? It just, it was kismet. It was oh, like, yeah. it just was a natural. Yes. Meant to be. Thing. Definitely a natural thing. And so with this new connection of Ashley and our relationship that's developing, she actually just graduated. Um, with her nursing degree, yeah. and so she is making the move over from Michigan right now to Idaho, so I go and pick her up actually next weekend. We drive back um, home here to Idaho, yeah. so so while that was kind of happening, um, I was still, I think also we talked last about me being in the shooting yeah. that happened over at our mall over here. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think I might have even said at the time that I haven't really dealt with it because right. I didn't have the time um, because I've been working with trying to, um, you know, take care of the situation that happened and try and take care right. of my coworkers because it's a very devastating thing. And, you know, I felt like my responsibility was to take care of, you know, my family at work. Sure. And so because of that, I didn't really get to focus on too much of myself. And so um, as I was starting to continue through work after the new year, I could tell that my physical health and my mental health was definitely taking a dive. Mm -hmm. And I was able to recognize the mental health one because I knew it was going to come. I just knew with my previous, you know, sure. situations in mental health and then the shooting, which I know everyone else around me was going through it and I could see it and I know it was going to happen. I was just waiting. Right. And I think once eventually my body relaxed um, and some of those things were done, we're done. You know, my mm -hmm. responsibility at work lightened a little bit. Sure. I was able to actually deal with what was going on. And so first thing I was really focused on was my physical health because I have some, some fear autoimmune disorders that constantly need attention and right. tweaking and making sure that I'm in balance. Right. And the good news is, is that I actually do not have, I mean, I'm still in testing. Mm -hmm. It takes time, but it doesn't sound like I have this extreme form of an autoimmune disorder where my adrenal glands don't produce cortisol. Addison's. Addison's, yes. Oh, so yes. maybe misdiagnosed or that you're not misdiagnosed, but you're a, a mild case. So they have different, different variations yeah. and levels of the disorder. Addison's an extreme case where your cortisol or your adrenal glands um, that sit on your kidneys do not work at all. Right. And so for a while, and I think it was just because I was so sick from over a decade of not being diagnosed sure. and just slowly withering away right. that my body didn't respond to the medication right away, okay. which made them insist or think that it was going to be Addison's disease. Okay. So that was back in 2013. And over the years, I've really focused on self-care and try to make my body better, you know, ending toxic relationships and situations and workplaces mm -hmm. and transitioning and embracing all the positive and good things that are happening in my life. And so I was always really focused on my, my physical health. Um, I still have what's um, the whole point of the disorder is that my adrenal glands do produce cortisol naturally. Okay. It took me a long time to get them working through hormone therapy. Okay. Um, but now that I'm healthier, I think my body is finally waking up, I want to say. Okay. And so they have... Um, me diagnosed currently um, heading towards um, it's a adrenal insufficiency. Okay, and so um, 
It's just when you get stressed or during certain, certain situations, your body produces more cortisol. Mm-hmm. And so when you have, you know, a disorder where it doesn't work quite, you don't get enough. Sure. So since then, my medications have dropped a little bit with that, which has had been the best part, I think, about the last um, couple months. Okay. On the other side of that, my mental health obviously was kind of taking a dive. And, you know, in the past, I've always experienced panic attacks and anxiety and depression. And um, so I've been taking medications since the beginning of the year, and I've noticed a slight improvement, um, but I couldn't get a hold of my mood. Like, I would just very much fluctuate. Mm -hmm. And with my... You know, mom being bipolar and um, being ADHD and depression and all these all other things, you know. Good, yeah. I was like, and I'm like a spitting version of my mom because right. I have a lot of her disorders too. Sure. Uh, autoimmune disorders. So I'm sitting there, you know, thinking like, I think I just need to go to a psychiatrist, get into therapy and find out like really what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've been spending the last couple months going to therapy and seeing a psychiatrist and they finally diagnosed me with a BPD, which is borderline personality disorder. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so this is new for me. Um, I was thinking going into that, that maybe it's, you know, bipolar disorder or maybe it's this or it's that, you know? And um, so I was kind of shocked a little bit by the diagnosis, but I also right. think it's very misunderstood. Well, that's what I was going to say, because typically borderline personality disorder are those patients that you can't help or someone that struggles with interpersonal relationships and stuff like that. Um, I have a friend that's a therapist and we talked a lot about that. Um, so when you said that, it did surprise me because you're so easy to communicate with. And sometimes with that diagnosis, there's a standoffishness or a misinterpretation of like um, social cues and stuff like that. Right, right. So that's why. But again, just like with your Addison's or with your adrenal insufficiency, there's probably variations with the disorder. Yes, and same with mental health. You know, like most of the time, you have multiple things. You just don't have BPD. Usually, there's right. other things involved. And being diagnosed as an adult, you know, I'm 33 years old, mm-hmm. and so being a diagnosed as an adult I feel like I have a different perspective on my experiences that happened as a kid right as if I was diagnosed as an adolescent and using that as an excuse for me to behave certain ways so it's kind of interesting to think back on things that I blocked out or didn't quite understand at the time Mm -hmm. now that I understand the disorder a little bit more I mean I'm still learning a lot about it I try to watch you know videos and experiences as much as I can as much as I can mm-hmm. because I have noticed through listening to other people's stories that it, I can relate in a lot of ways Interesting. and I think like what you said is that I do have very positive bubbly personality mm-hmm. and I'm very outgoing when I'm out and mm-hmm. I think that I've had to kind of put on this mask over okay. the years in order to just like not annoy <laughs> other people or stand out Okay. And, you know, there could be some other things possibly playing in there. You know, like autism does run in my family. And, um, you know, so that could play a little bit of a role. Or ADHD, too, you know, could play a little bit of a role. But I've always never had a sense of self. And most of my BPD has been turned Mm -hmm. inward. So there's, I think, a term called, like, hidden BPD, which I feel like I'm a little bit more that, where instead of me 
fluctuating my mood super fast. Like within an hour, I could go from really happy to extremely upset to being annoyed and irritable. And it happens really fast. And something could happen, like a situation, that I just automatically flip. So, for example, I was at the um, antique show recently, I think last month or so, Mm -hmm. and I went with my mom. And there's a lot of stimulations, a lot of sounds, lots of things to see. It's very exhausting type of thing. And I was there for a couple hours, and I didn't eat very much. And, you know, I was getting kind of irritable towards the end, and I was recognizing this. So I was like, okay, time to go. (laughs) So (laughs) we leave, and she's like, are you hungry? And I was like, yeah, I'm hungry. And then I was like, well, what's Dad doing? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, why doesn't Dad come over? So Dad comes and joins us. And as I'm in the restaurant, I'm starting to get irritable by the people around me (laughs) because it kind of reminds me of – being um at work in certain situations sure. where like you're carrying three dozen boxes and like they see you coming and they just stand right in the middle of the way <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so I was kind of like thinking like when I was at the restaurant like people were just a party of like 12 is like standing in the waiting room it's like do you need your whole entire party in this waiting room yeah so in my head I'm thinking all these things getting worked up you know yes. and then by the time my dad comes he brings up a trump topic and oh <laughs> no we talked about that last time i flipped i was like or no turning me off and it's interesting because i know you probably can't see that from me Mm -hmm. you know because i think depending on how comfortable i am with people is when they see it more but then when i do those things it's most of the time not always on somebody else but in that type of situation my dad was an outside influence on it and that type of situation really brought me up and so i really went from having a good time to irritable to being angry to after i eating and leaving the restaurant being happy Oh, wow. That's wild. It's exhausting. Well, I mean, I can I can relate to that a little bit as, as a woman going through perimenopause because mm-hmm. it is crazy. Like, all of a sudden, I'll just be pissed. Yes. Fuck the world. Fuck everybody. Like, uh-huh. I just am mad. And then I'll be emotional, which I am not. Yeah. I am not a crier. And I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> which is not. Ugly crying. like, what is going what on? What happened? Like, I don't know. <laughs> So I can relate to that because it is, you feel very out of control, but mm-hmm. it's like you can't help yourself. Right. Which is when I love that my husband occasionally must deal with like testosterone fluctuation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember him <laughs> saying one time, like he was just being a bitch all day. Yeah. A nag, like little nitpicky shit all day, just like someone with PMS. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is your deal? And he's like, I don't know. Apparently I have a vagina today. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, I can't stop myself. I'm like, oh, welcome to my world. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's so strange. Like, yeah, it's with hormone fluctuation. You just it is. go a little batshit crazy. And then also... You know, being trans and having that lack of another part of the disorder is having that lack of self-identity. And, you know, and I remember being in therapy as a kid and them asking me, you know, like, who are you? And I would tell them answers like, no, 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 not what do you do and things that you're good at or like, who are you as a person? And I still honestly cannot answer that question. I don't know. I usually can't. attach myself to like things that I do like um I'm the assistant store manager at my job you know like that's my title and that's my my meaning and if I don't have that then I'm not anybody you know and so with you being trans and trying to figure out like who you are and trying to create yourself and find yourself at the same time Mm -hmm. and then dealing with you know like I said I had a lot of anxiety as a kid and panic attacks and you know I I had to go through a lot of traumatic things as a child that you know maybe from 
a different perspective. They, people don't think that's traumatic. Mm -hmm. But when you're forced to do something that you don't want to do in any way, you know, and you are, you know, visibly upset and it's affecting your relationships with your friends and your school. And, mm -hmm. and then you, you know, then you um, kind of realize you're standing out a little bit, you know. And so sure. when you have BPD, you know, those experiences are traumas that go undiagnosed or unseen or untalked about as you get older. And I think right. that's really what happened to me is that I just kind of buried a lot of these things. Yeah. And in order to protect myself, I just kept them really, really hidden. Mm -hmm. And then when I had some more outside stressors happen, like I'm experiencing PTSD from the shooting, right. you know, and my trans identity and what's going on in politics right now is extremely, right. extremely triggering triggering <laughs> yes yeah. and it's already exhausting to be a trans person when you know a lot of times you get strangers asking you personal questions you know and mm -hmm. it's like okay who are you <laughs> right, 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 right yeah so you know so i think with like all those things that happened i crashed sure. and it brought up all these things that i probably already experienced but i was able to handle and manage but it's now it's just that shit. yeah now it's <laughs> just that such high levels that I'm not able to handle all those things. Right. And so this diagnosis, since I've been diagnosed, it's been about, it's only been a few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but it has kind of given me a different light to think about when certain things are happening. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps me check myself. Right. Yeah. Because there's no direct medication that you could no. take. And, you know, the, they a lot of professionals even say, like, you know, in the healthcare industry, in the world of psychology, psychiatry, that... Um, BPD is a lot of times misunderstood because of the name. It makes you think that you have multiple personalities, sure. which is not the case. No. It just means that you kind of fluctuate through your yeah. emotions based, you know, in your Almost moods. like a fluid. Kind Mood. of like bipolar, but much, much shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes it harder to deal with because if you're bipolar, you have these periods of time where yeah. you kind of go manic, manic until and you're depressed. Yeah. And so doctors can go, okay, you're heading into your man your mania, uh, mania. Yeah, yeah. so let's you know make sure we get that or you're heading into depression look at us do that but what if you experience that all within an hour <laughs> welcome to my life shannon oh my God. <laughs> yeah because i've known bipolar people and yeah, yeah and that's it'll get so low that that's when they get suicidal right yada 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 all that stuff where well like yeah like i said i can completely relate how you're totally normal and then you just crash mm -hmm. and start bawling and i'm like mm -hmm. and it's scary Right. It's actually really unsettling. Like, am I crazy? What is happening to me? Luckily, I was self-aware enough to know that my hormones, and I'd seen my nurse practitioner, and she's like, you're, you're on a freaking roller coaster right now. Just I hang need on. to see you. Yeah. Like, just hang on, you know, and, yeah. and put me on hormone, just progesterone at the time. Yeah. But um, You know what that is, Shannon? Don't tell me. I think you already told me, but don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm taking it anyway. Gender affirming care. Oh, I thought you were gonna say somebody told me once that it was like horse pee or something no. like that. Something gross. Oh no, I wouldn't believe that. I was like, Ugh, no, what? that's so that yes. internet stuff that yes, gets exactly. domino and phone called through. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so yes, gender affirming. Gender affirming care. Yeah, yes. within your own gender. Right. Yeah, we got to make things you feel good, make things are balanced, and let you know yes. you live your best life. And what's that going to take? Well, it's going to take this, you know, help. And you're going to do it. And same yeah. thing with your husband. Gender yeah. affirming care. And that goes to show that everybody, everybody benefits from gender affirming care. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. So, yeah, that takes us to, well, you and I were chatting about that your wife, or your wife, wow. <laughs> Soon to be wife, yeah. jump. <laughs> <laughs> she would like to hear that. She, I know she's tingling inside, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Jeez Louise, that's funny. Okay, so, your lady, um, 
was wanting to specialize in yeah. kind of in that world of helping youth essentially, right? Yes. With their with their transition and with yeah. their what they need from a mental health care perspective. Yes. And you were, and I said she's gonna do that in Idaho. Like <laughs> how are we doing that? Because Idaho is their laws, I mean, oh my gosh, it's just heartbreaking. It is. And at a time really when scary. trans youth, kids, remember, children yeah. are at risk, when children are already at risk with violence in schools and sure. violence at home and violence, domestic violence, you know, sure. all these things that are just getting worse. And then now with this abortion, you know, Roe yep. versus Wade type of situation, yep. it's going to get worse. Right. And there's going to be more children out there. And I guarantee you that there's going to be trans and queer you know, children yeah. out there and sure. trans kids deserve to become trans adults. Right. And um, I think one thing that's going to benefit with Ashley's drive to um, want to have some type of place where families can come to and find out the best path for them. Sure. And that was one thing that I remember talking to her about throughout our conversations, you know, is like, it was really difficult for me to transition and I didn't know what to do. And I made a lot of mistakes because there was no map. Guidance, yeah. It's not like you were diagnosed with cancer and okay, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get you into here. We're going to do this. There was none of that. Yeah. My actual, my first doctor that I actually told, told, uh, I told, told me good luck with that. Yeah. As a very sick, obviously vulnerable person. Right. And can you imagine I'm a health professional, basically <laughs> not giving you any type of aid. no, no recommendations, no referrals, no, no, this place could help you, you know, nothing, just good luck with that, turned around and went out the door, Yeah. you know, and so it would be so, so helpful for both the families, kids and the community and everybody in general to understand mm -hmm. that when a child is questioning, it's not something that the people that are going to help them and love them transition right then and there. I mean, yeah. I couldn't even get top surgery for <laughs> a year because yeah. I had to make sure I had all these letters and doctor's permissions and yeah. and all this information in order to have surgery or even start hormone replacement therapy. To make sure you had a good support system, right? Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, they do the same, like, which is interesting, but, like, gastric bypass and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff because it's the life -changing it's such thing. a big life-changing thing yes. that you, you have to have people in your life willing to help and right. support. Right, right. And so in order to get, if you, you know, have things that are happening that you're, you're questioning your child or they might be saying some things consistently and persistently, mm -hmm. you know, um, then that's something to kind of look at, you know, and to ask follow-up questions. And that's also something that we could learn through education, you know, is like kind of, you know, accepting, supporting, and following up with children when they say certain things, you know. Right. So like if somebody if a child is playing and says like you know like um i'm not gonna wear that bathing suit top i want to wear the swim trunks you know mm -hmm. like okay you know let them obviously wear it mm -hmm. you know and then sometimes you'll notice that that kid might have anxiety with wearing maybe a bathing suit a female a, a girl's bathing suit you know mm -hmm. what i mean so recognizing that anxiety and you know that's called dysphoria you know sure. it's when they don't feel comfortable and we do see it in children yeah you know what i mean and any time doesn't mean that they don't like wearing dresses i mean you could still you know identify as a as a girl and we're not wear dresses and everything but we have to look at the signs around that you know yeah. Are they having anxiety? Are they having panic attacks? Are they not themselves when you force them to do, when you force them mm -hmm. to do those things, you know? Right. And so the whole point of like this clinic that she kind of wants to open up here, which is 
we're hoping happening within a 10 year span period. Mm-hmm. Um, but she still, you know, wants to continue her education and, and get some experience in the workplace and, you know, and start focusing on these things. Right. And, but the whole idea is that when a family is in need and they feel they have nowhere to go, it doesn't have to even be about queer mm-hmm. or trans or LGBT kids. Just if they're in a situation that they feel like that they don't have any support, that they're welcome to come to this place. And we have, you know, special, you know, people that can get your children on a course of action, you know, so start therapy. That's the number one thing. Go to therapy for the child and for the family to understand what's the needs, because not every child is going to go down the same path. Not every child's going to be like me (laughs) where they, you know, want to be, you know, um, have a beard and have a lower voice and have surgeries to make their body feel more comfortable and at home. Some people don't go through those things. Right, right, right. And some people are also non-binary where they, you know, identify outside the, you know, female or and male. yeah. Yeah, or they're androgynous. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just need to go for therapy, you know, mm-hmm. or they need recommendations on where they could go for surgeries or recommendations and where they could go put their child in in schools you so know? are we to the point i should know this in idaho where texas is where it's illegal mm-hmm. to do therapy for kids you know i've kind of I um remember i have been i have to admit that i have been falling off a little bit on what's been going on in the news regarding oh, right. the queer community and the trans community specifically just because of my mental health i think right. it's really important to recognize when to set boundaries and step back and it's something I, you know, struggle with because I'm like, I could do it. I could do more. I know I, I, there's people out there worse than me, way worse sure. than me, you know, that could use help. And, but I can't help others if I'm not doing well myself. Correct. And that's being pretty hypocritical of me to say that you need to self care and I'm not taking care of myself. Absolutely. So I've so definitely had do, to take a step back. You do need to do that for yourself mm-hmm. and for your mental health. Right. Get right before you can help others. Exactly. For sure. And especially because yep. I have life changing things coming up in my personal relationship. You right. know, my my girlfriend, we you know, we do plan on getting married and we you know, she has three kids and so we are I'm blending. becoming a stepdad overnight, yeah. you know, and so it's blending's major. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of things I had to prep and right now, you know, my focus was on those things in my life and prepping myself in order to be that because yeah. I don't want to be that BPD dad. <laughs> so okay, what are the ages that are coming? So we got um sixteen, eleven, and basically six. Okay. Yes. I would recommend for you is um looking into which it sounds crazy but child development because one of the mm-hmm. things that I see the most in healthcare watching parents interact with their children are expectations outside of where that children is where that child is mentally what they can do physically so I love my training in child development to understand that six-year-old literally can't do this thing because they don't have that level of coordination yet or they can't conceptualize this because they have no reference point right so I think that's so important even Maslow's hierarchy of needs understanding why that child is now spinning out they might be hungry kind of like what we talked about with you Mm -hmm. they might be overtired and and they're going to flip out and sometimes with video games they'll get so into what they're doing and then when it's shut off they're going to break down and that's because their emotional centers are turned off like it's really interesting to look at the psychology of children Mm -hmm to why they act out the way they do and to not take it personally or to, like, understand where they're at. And then with the 16-year-old, even potentially the 11-year-old, when the hormones start to fluctuate and what they're capable of and what 
they can handle. And so I, that's my advice is to, to meet them where they're at. I am yeah. very fortunate that in college, before oh, I became an art you? major, I was a sociology major, oh, and fantastic. I took tons and tons of child fantastic. development classes. That's awesome. And it was actually really fun because in one of my classes, they had us, like, be, like, a two-year-old for the day. Yeah. And totally I know people, I know people are probably thinking, like, oh, I get to play and watch TV. It's like, no, no, no. We actually had to do, like, tasks that a child would have to do at that age. So, like, they're like, okay, try to button your – you know, your flannel with, like, oven mitts. Yeah. You can't. It's impossible. And they're saying that's what it's like, you know, for maybe a child to use their fingers, you know, and grab things with one single finger compared to the whole entire hand. Yeah, the brain-body connections. Patients think all the time, oh, they brush their own teeth. I'm like, "Mm, their brain in there, they're not court. Can they tie their shoes? Then they can't brush their own Mm -hmm. teeth. Like That motion, yes. It's not a, I'm not trying. It's that literally the brain-body connection has not been Mm -hmm. developed yet. So I love that. Mm -hmm. that Or putting your shoes on the wrong feet. Yeah, That's what it's like for any child to put on shoes for the first time so when you're getting your child or your toddler dressed and they're kicking and screaming when you're trying to put their shoes and socks on it's uncomfortable you know yeah. and try imagine wearing your shoes on the wrong feet and that's what it feels like you know <laughs> for them basically it's un- yeah. just uncomfortable you yeah. know or people it's it's warm outside and they have their kid wrapped up in the blanket it's like okay they are hot you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> my mom said I didn't wear any clothes until like December. I was a July baby, so yeah. living in Southern California, sometimes Christmas Day was a hundred degrees. Oh my sometimes God, so weird. It was awful. Oh honestly. yeah, Cole was a summer baby, and he just was in a onesie constantly. Yep, he was just all the time. That's yep. all he wore. Like. I looked like an old man baby, so I was just like an old man. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. Oh, I have my phone off. But if you go on to um, my uh, account, you can uh-huh. see my um, before. Uh, my baby picture and my now picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, how fun. I'm going to have to look at I was like, that. I went from looking in like an old man baby to not looking my age at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. I yeah. had like no hair as a baby. Yeah, but I was really time. fortunate to be able to take those classes. But my mom is a nurse and a, a maternity nurse on top of it. Oh, that's so cool. So okay. that's really helpful. That's so and, perfect. Mm-hmm. So perfect. And what are the... Um, Boys or girls? We got two boys and one girl. Which one's the girl? She's the youngest. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay. Yes. How fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I know. I have a seven. Some of my boys are 17 and almost 15, so, yeah, let me know if you need <laughs> 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 Actually, my 17-year-old is so dang easy, but he's kind of bitchy lately. You can tell that. You know what I mean? Like, he's impatient and yeah. kind of short-tempered and exerting his independence a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of pissed off at us here and there, and <laughs> you're like, "Oh, there's that puberty coming oh, through." Oh yeah, just that <laughs> the the anger and all that those different, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but yeah, Rosie is the youngest, and she actually reminds me so much of me when I was a kid. Okay. Like she is a wild child. <laughs> She's the youngest. That's yes. why they they get away with a lot more, and they're um they're not as um you're not so ho- much hovering over them. So they're more creative often. Oh, yeah. She's very yeah. driven. I feel like she definitely knows who she is for yeah. sure as a child and what she wants and what she doesn't like. And she's really, really funny. She says the funniest things. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited with her because I think she'll be like like my kid that wants to go dirt bike riding with me yeah. or skateboarding with me. She loves the yeah. skate park. And so awesome. I was looking at her bike today. And I was like, okay, we need to get her a better looking bike. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's just awesome. she's like one of those that doesn't like pink you know won't like sure. that and i'm like i i, I understand that i get that i i was that way yeah. which is why i'm like really excited to just kind of be that parental figure like I was telling, you know, like, Ashley, like, I was like, I don't want to take away their dad. You know, like, their dad is their dad. I just want to be an extra parent for them to feel like they have a place to go to and then feel comfortable and safe. So this whole last couple days I've been actually setting up their room. And so it it looks really good. So No, I was the same. I didn't like pink. I played in the mud. Like, Mm -hmm. I was a tomboy. I had had the the orange calluses on my hands (laughs) from playing on the bars, concussions. Yeah, Yeah, I was rough and, and I... And yeah, I never was a girly girl. So when I'm a little more prissy as an adult, my friends are like, you know, you were a tomboy and I'm a little more relaxed now for sure. That's but, how my mom was, you know, and, and it's funny because my mom's like, I was always labeled a tomboy and this and that. She's like, and but she's like, I think people need to realize that just because your child doesn't like pink or doesn't want to wear dresses doesn't mean they're trans. No. There's a lot, lot more into that, you know, like, because yeah. when I look back at a lot of things, I mean, I mean, my mom had to pay me to wear dresses. Okay. My first Holy Communion. I was just like a deer in the headlights, I think, the whole entire time because I was just yeah. so uncomfortable, but I know I had to do it. They had to curl my hair. They had to put the earrings on, those tights with the frilly socks. Oh, and God. The, my mom made my dress, and she knew I wasn't going to like it, you know. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I could imagine, like, as a parent now looking at, you know, you know my kids, and it's just like, man, like, I could see how it is hard, especially back then, yeah. you know, yep. to, and I can't imagine even earlier than me, you know, knowing that your child is possibly different in some way. Because mm-hmm. I, I know that they thought that I was going to like women, be attracted to women, which is true. But sure. I don't think they saw the trans part coming in just because no. it wasn't communicated no. back then. Yeah. Now there's that communications in grade schools. Right. You know, which is amazing to hear because it shows that more people are open and understanding sure. that there is more than just this and that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I think there's so much growth. That is going to continue to come, and our youth is the are leading the way, mm-hmm. for sure, which is cool. But and then there's people like me and my friends that are our age, but we're luckily and granted though that's the way I was raised as well is to be loving and open. You know what I mean for the most part. Yeah. Um, and not all in all, we're all people, yeah. and you know we all wake up in the morning, you know, and have breakfast and shower <laughs> and pay bills and drive our cars to work and have problems yeah. and. Everybody you know, has and problems. Yeah, and just because maybe they don't live how you think other people should doesn't yeah. mean that those things are wrong. There's more than right. one way to be right. Yeah, I <laughs> you agree. Know. There's every facet of what you can't even imagine in the world. Like, I yeah. know why that's so different, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like almost like, like men kind of get like, you know, shamed if they want to be a stay-at-home dad oh, or yeah. something. You know, like, oh, like what's wrong with you or, you know, and it's like, if that works out for their family, mm-hmm. you know, what's wrong with that? If it works, exactly. you know, if well, yeah. she wants everything to be done at home so she could come home and relax right. and, you know, and have dinner and, you know, enjoy time with the family, like then that should be okay. Yeah. Well, even my husband, like, so I was looking at a, a tech stream that he and his buddies were doing and they were all giving each other shit and everything. And I had been talking to one of the other guys because we're planning a birthday party for my one of my best friends next weekend. And he messaged me. I was like, hey, sorry, I've been working and now i got to go get dinner stuff. I'll call you after after that. And so in that text message with my husband, he's like, you better hurry and get dinner ready, Rooster. You're, you're, the boss is coming home or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and I was like, 
what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Like, because I get super protective. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else sent a, a picture of a man in um, an apron with frosting. And it said Gary across it. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? But that, sh- that stuff still goes on. You know yeah. what I mean? Where they yeah. have to just, because Gary does get home before me. He does start, like, check back in the day, homework. And mm-hmm. he would have dinner going. But if I get home early, then I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Granted, I hate cooking anymore. But, um, <laughs> and he's really on top of it. He, he definitely babies our kids a lot more than I do. I'm like, let them get their own. You know? So, <laughs> and he just does it. Like, he's just like his mom. Um, which is so sweet. But also, I don't want him to be enabling them. But... Anyway, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, he's my 100% partner. He's probably, yeah, he is actually, like, so much more involved than me. Like, it's crazy. I'm so much more like the lazy, the lazy dude. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one thing that Ashley says that she loves about me is the fact that I am, I see her kids as my kids, you know, and that they're not someone else, you know what I mean, and that even though maybe I didn't biologically make you or, you know, are yours, like, that I'm still going to love you and, you know, welcome you into my family, yeah. you know, because, like, I love and care about Ashley, you yeah. know. And That's so, so cool. and awesome. so we have a really good way of understanding and communicating, and we've talked a lot about parenting styles and what we want our, you know, days to look like with each other, and we definitely want to en- enjoy our lives more because we both had, you know, like not the, the easiest you know lives in the beginning and so we both are at that point where we just want to like have fun the rest of our lives and yeah. enjoy time and being able to do things with our family and, and go through yeah. other experiences and travel you know yeah. and so I think you know in order to find that balance and how you do things it might not be very conventional to how other people do things right absolutely yeah no, I, yeah, I think your role as a step-parent can be profound because, um, I mean, I have one of my good friends, her stepdad adopted her and because and her other father was not in the picture, and mm-hmm. that's her dad. Mm-hmm. And my stepmom is my mom. I mean, I love my mom as well, obviously, but my stepmom um, really paved the way for me as an adult woman and really showed me, and she's just, she's so encouraging and so loving and so warm to me from day one and literally was there for me when I really needed her and continues to be there for me as I raise my family and be in my corner as is my dad. So that relationship literally saved my life and is invaluable. So if you can be that for them, that's, it's, it's so, it's gotta be so rewarding, but it's just one more person to love and more, one more person to love you. Like our relationship is so, it's deep relationship, you know, there's deep love there. Right. I think that it can be amazing. Yeah. And, and with your, that's so cool that you've been through what you've been through with your understanding of, you know, of sociology and psychology and everything like that. It's freaking awesome. I think it's life changing. Definitely. For a person. I, I wish everybody went through child development because it just breaks my heart when I see people expecting something out of a child that they're not at that level yet. It kills yeah. me. Children me. are not little adults. No. You know, they don't have that ability to problem solve yeah. because their brains are just not there you know and yeah. and like and I said then it was throw helpful. in ADD or throw in right. like with my son my husband would get frustrated and like why would he do that and I'm like because he has a nine-year-old brain and he has ADD <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? or maybe like, they're autistic in some way because right. you know, autism is a spectrum it's yeah. not you know it's no two people that have autism yeah. are the same you know yeah. and and um yeah you just you just never know you yeah. know I mean take people for where they're at I think it's better to come 
from a place of understanding understanding and nurture, you mm-hmm. know, instead of like understand why they possibly did something too because maybe they are frustrated right. or maybe that you know they are trying to get something to work and it's not meant to work you know and they you know you kind of need to help them understand that you know mm-hmm. instead of just getting frustrated at them yeah you know? and I guess in that with hand in hand you have to give yourself a little grace as a parent because you will get frustrated and irritated I mean because I know that I have and I have to just be like oh my god like I have to do a lot of self-talk about it you know what I mean like yeah, I have to put my, <laughs> you know, professional hat on, or you know, with whatever. But mm-hmm. my husband doesn't have the same experience as I do with with that sort of education. So he's coming from a different place. Luckily, he's been like so awesome at listening to me. Mm-hmm. And then he will always go back and apologize, and always go back. And even just me teaching my son, you know, that like sometimes dad is angry, and men will get angry because they can't fix something, mm-hmm. and that's their, or when they're afraid, when mm-hmm. they're nervous about what's going to happen to yes. you, they respond with anger, and that is just how men respond. It's their frustration, so they get pissed because they can't fix it, Right, and and so it's not really anger, it's fear, and to for him to also have grace with my husband, mm-hmm. coming from such a different place, so yeah. yeah, as a parent, you have to just, oh my gosh, it's tough, it's really, really hard, yeah. but it's also so freaking cool. But it's not sunshine yeah. and roses every minute of the day. No, and I, I know not to expect <laughs> that. But kind of like what you said, like, you know, like, I think a lot of, you know, cis men, I mean, men in general. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, I know there's trans men that do that, too. You know sure. what I mean? Well, especially if you're taking hormones, you're definitely yeah. in a different. You I definitely mean, feel and react changes. to things differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And your body reacts differently. And, yeah. you know, anyway, says that, well, that's not true. And, it, it, yes, it does is. change. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does, you yeah. know, and um, that's something chemistry. that they don't, and that's why I think also tra- all trans people should go to therapy because you are experiencing things differently, especially if you're an adult, you know what I mean? Sure. You experience things in one gender and then yeah. different experiences, you know, in the same lifetime as a different gender, mm-hmm. you know, it's just great to be able to understand, reflect, and become better, you know, because right. you have to lead by example too. Yeah. You know, so well, and it's nice to have a guide because there's no, there's. I mean, I'm sure there are books written about it now, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still nice to have a, someone guiding you. And um, just like you know, you were talking about being there for people, um, like on the internet, like how people were there for you, like mm-hmm. where you could glean things from them from what they had done in their in their transition. So I think it's good to when you're ready for you to be there. But your life is about to dramatically change. Oh and yeah. So your role is going to be different now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely ready for the dad role. Yeah. Stepdad role, dad role, doesn't matter. Cool. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited for you. I'm happy Thank for you. you. And I'm so glad that you're back and that yeah. we got to visit again. And yes. I look forward to visiting as we yeah. continue. And maybe yes. we'll have a wedding episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Know I know I mean? Ashley would love oh, to come Oh my on God. Here. I would freaking love to talk about that whole like her journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it would that be would be a great really way fun. from someone that's like, a, you know, like I said, like she's not trans, you know, she's yeah. a cisgender woman. She's a straight woman. You yeah. know, she celebrates the LGBT, you know, yeah. and she, it would be great. I think to hear her side of things and her going through life with me. Cause she yeah. has been through some things, you know, that, you know, have happened that yeah. were, you know, not very, yeah, you know, um, uh, appropriate or positive sure. yeah. yeah and so it, yeah. I think it is good to kind of hear you know her experience as a partner to a trans man yeah and then even further like as you guys are blending like how that's working and how you're making that work because that you're not the only family that's going to go through that you know what I mean whether right. and 
and it's different in every family what you're blending together. So no, right. I'm I'm looking forward to the to see what develops and, and yeah, be in your corner. And my parents now are going to be you know yeah. grandparents too, and my mom is like beyond stoked. Is she? Yes, That's she so cool. has been asking for grandchildren for like years. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, mom, you know what? It takes a little bit more work for me. Okay, <laughs> so there's no whoopses. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Oh like we god. actually, I'm like, this won't be planned for sure. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to wrap up. Yes. And I loved having you. So yeah, good to you. see you. So yeah. easy to talk to you. I thank love you. it. I yes. appreciate it. So if you guys have any questions, you can send us messages on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, yeah. We would just appreciate you listening and your open minds and your open hearts. And we love visiting with you. So uh, reach out if you have questions or comments and share the love. You guys have a happy Friday. Let's raise a glass, even though we're not drinking today, but we're going <laughs> to raise a glass, and I will be drinking later. Yeah. <laughs> Me to too. The- I'll have a beer for you. <laughs> okay, I awesome. got a beer at home. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good weekend. We love you. We're out. <laughs>